Second Chronicles 6 and 7. They brought the ark to the temple. Hear from heaven, your dwelling place, our prayer and supplication. Maintain our cause and forgive your people. And now, my God, I pray that your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. Let your saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember your mercies forever. And when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not stand because of the glory that filled the house. And all the children of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory on the temple. And they bowed their faces to the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good and His mercy endures forever. Sunday. And for us who experienced just a small measure of the power of the Holy Spirit, it means a lot. So these first doors that have been opened for us and, and good sense dictated that we not uh, disobey the edicts of our government here in South Carolina. But we have missed you. And it is not normal for us not to be able to gather together. There are so many things that make you want to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, Amen. for America. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for religious liberty. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we can be a community of faith. Yeah. And so I commend you 
And in some ways, uh, we may not consider ourselves, but you are pioneers in this sensibility, in this historical background, where for a season, we, it was recommended we not get together. And it has been a challenge for us. And we pray. We pray for families. We pray for individuals who are isolated. As a side glance, we realize that as a body, as a church, we are not alone. We are a family. Family where there are elderly and young. We all need guidance. And we get the guidance in the corporate. And so what the future holds, we do not know, but we're going to cover it in prayer. We realize all of these decisions we're going to make in the coming days. We need the guidance and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So there are many reasons that encourage us to be together. To the degree that we can be, we are one body. And we want to be a digital body as well as a real body as well as a spirit-led body. And where you have ideas and suggestions, make, feel free to drop us a note. Feel free to text friends in the body to give a word of knowledge, to give a word of encouragement. Yes. And yeah. you just don't know how much it means for so many people. We are not going to let the enemy isolate us. And when he can isolate us, he can pick us off. So we are more than ever aggressively tried to be one. And this Sunday we want to, as aggressively as we can, as one person and as a corporate, we're going to come out, cry out, come Holy Spirit. Yes. Come Holy Spirit. I would like for you, if you don't mind, to stand up for a moment. And there are, we're going to restrict, follow the guidances where we're still finding ourselves. To what degree are we allowed to lay hands on each other? We're exploring. But we do want to welcome each one of you here Amen. and welcome all of you on our digital base. You are, we are one family. Yep. And we pray that the glory of the Lord as Bonnie mentioned, as Solomon prayed, the glory fell. We are praying once again, Lord, we need you more than ever. Yes. 
Our children need you more than ever. We need your peace. We need your guidance. We need your patience. We need your insight. We need God. Yeah. Amen. And we want to declare that I don't care what government institution is watching us, listening <laughs> it. Thank God that as far as I know in the, in the Carolinas, there are a lot of godly people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we commend many of the godly people whether under Governor DeSantis in Florida or Governor Webb in, in, in Georgia. We pray. That's one thing that just wanted to general guidance, that we are going to pray for our president. Mm -hmm. I was so proud yesterday when we watched those astronauts take off from the U.S. space. And I realized I was merely a kid in, in college when I watched the last astronauts that literally came, left off from the United States. And I pray that the Lord will unleash Amen. the grace and the anointing and the knowledge that's in the United States. And there are, as you see in the evenings, there are voices of contention, voices that are going to try to discourage us. So I want you to know that more than ever, we need to get together where we can especially as a disciplined form, we have been meeting for 25 years, watching and praying. And we need to do that now more than ever. So I'm glad that we have put this discipline of watching and praying. We're going to continue to do that, but I want to underline, please, when we are released to come together and permitted more and more. We're going to get together physically, and if we can't do it, do digitally. But we want to be there, right there, in the prayer gap for our president, vice president, and all our uh, physical doctors, nurses, people, firemen, policemen, and we see at night when there are so many, almost blatant, if I can say it that way, examples that when the police presence is taken away, how chaos can reign. And so we need to back them up. So these are all issues that the church more than ever, the church is the one who has the anointing to bind back principalities, powers. Yes. Right now, we are facing this COVID-19 
I believe, as we have shared over the years, that behind uh, this enemy is a spiritual force, and it's quite vicious. But our prayers are going to disarm it. We're going to be joined together, agreeing in prayer. We want to know the needs of individual families so we can include them on certain dates. But let's all raise our hands wherever we are. And repeat after me, our Father. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. On earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. Forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those. As we forgive those. Who trespass against us. Who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the power. And the glory. And the glory. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Amen, Lord. Amen. We welcome the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to recall how it's appropriate and it's great fun for us to celebrate the birth of Jesus. I love Christmas. We have Christmas trees, Christmas lights. You may be seated, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) And I love it. But today, this is Pentecost. 50 days after Easter. Easter is where we have celebrated the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Those are essential foundations, by the way, of believing. Have you believed in the Jesus? So if you're put in a position and to lead people to the Lord, don't say, well, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not a trained evangelist, and I will leave that to someone else. No. I believe each of us, if God puts you in a corner, it's for a purpose. So know that your simple words can lead someone to Jesus Christ. It's a revelation. Some, it may be a point of logic, and their conclusion, they're almost backed into a corner. They can't make any other decision, but Jesus is exactly who he said he was. But it's a profound 
an awesome mm -hmm. and life-changing decision. And as we read from the Gospel of from Acts, from the book of Acts, chapter 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And this is, each of these words really has so many important connotations. There were many, but they were all in one accord. They were in agreement. Amen. They may have various opinions, but as far as this subject was concerned, we wanted more. And Jesus had promised that stay in this one place until you be anointed from on high. Because soon, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It says here, one in one place, one accord, and suddenly, say suddenly. Suddenly. Say it again. Suddenly. Say it one more time. Suddenly. Amen. May the suddenlies come as we are being broadcast across the world. We know that right now we are getting people from Singapore out there getting in touch with us, people in Germany, people in uh, Phoenix, people in uh, all over U.S., but in, also in Brazil. There are people listening to us. Wherever, may the grace and the glory of God visit them right now. Amen. We are talking about some of the most wonderful things of God. There aren't greater things. We can talk about politics in Korea. We may talk about what is happening in Hong Kong and pray for that island kingdom. Uh, many major world events happening. But above all, our eyes on the Lord and in his presence. Because he is, I believe, as we keep on exercising faith, in our lifetime, we are going to see great things happen. I'm believing for great things, supernatural things, for our children, for our families, for our businesses, and then for the United States, for... Thank for me, Lord. certain countries who have, in the previous centuries, borne the brunt of trying to carry the gospel to the other nations. May God bless them and restore them. But in the midst of the natural, something very supernatural happens. Now ask for the supernatural activity. Pray for it for each of you as you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood, may the visitation Amen. of the Holy Spirit come on this a unique birthday 
for us that God poured out his Holy Spirit upon his church on this day we call Pentecost Sunday. And it has manifestation. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there are times where you may have experienced where suddenly you're praying and there is a confrontation between the powers of light and the powers of darkness. On occasion, I've had a chance to pray where there was a major deliverance and a foul smell came. But the power of the Holy Spirit yes. came to deliver that person and that demonic yoke was broken instantly. You could smell it for a little while and then it, the power of God chased it out. So suddenly there's a sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house. Say fill. Fill. May each of us be filled. Even today, Jesus. afresh, may you be filled you. with the supernatural energy of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit of God. Then there appeared, was a, that wasn't just a sound, but by vision you could see flames, divided tongues as a fire. And these tongues of fire set upon each of them. And they were all filled. Say filled again. Filled. May I be filled. May you Amen. be filled Fill us, with the supernatural. Fill us. Put your hand on your chest. And say, fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. With your wonderful Holy Spirit. With your wonderful Holy Spirit. And breathe in by faith. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. So glad the Bible doesn't hold back anything. So as they were filled, this sensing came. And as they opened their mouth, supernatural tongues. So they, they were not, they had not learned them. But they started yeah. praising the Lord with unknown tongues. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then it goes on. They were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under, under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. And they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one in our own language in which we were born? There were whereas Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, 
Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed, perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? But others, mocking, said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the, with the eleven, raised the voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my med servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Realize that this is, we may educate ourselves and say, we are claiming the Lord to touch every part of the globe. But the prophetic word that people, Peter emphasizes, he says, this is the prophecy of Joel. That, and here it says, and it shall come to pass, Joel said, that in the last days I'll Thank pour out Jesus. of my spirit on all flesh. Say all flesh. All flesh. So this is a promise prophesied in the book of Joel and then repeated and explained. This is what was meant, by the way, guys. Peter, had, Joel had prophesied. I, the Lord, will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Every human being. And this, I, I'm so, on one hand, I'm grateful the Lord is allowing us to live at this time. On the other hand, it's quite challenging. This kind of challenge has not been met in too many centuries. In a matter of weeks, we realized something happened in Wuhan. And somehow we still don't know all the facts. But the, even they were provided finances, whatever. But people infected with the virus were flying to all these nations. And the infection started. But Amen. opposing that, I want to point out the but from the scripture. Whatever the enemy does, the promise by the Lord, the prophet of God has said, in the last days, I, Jesus. 
will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So, more than anyone, I appreciate all the doctors and physicians. May the Lord anoint and give wisdom to each of them to make the right virus, to come up with the right medicines and treatments. But I pray above all that he give us divine anointing to pull down strongholds. May the Lord give us ability wherever this principality rises up let God arise. And I believe he is merciful for every person on the globe. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So in this special time we're going to be in faith. We're not going to be terrified of the power of darkness because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We are going to look to Jesus. We're going to look at the might and the glory of the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind each of us how you were filled with the Holy Spirit. How you were. How many of you have a story about how you got filled with the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. See, each of you have a personal pilgrimage. You may have been in a corporate meeting, but I'm so grateful that I happened to be hanging around a crowd of people and I caught it. I didn't have anyone specific lay hands on me, but I had a horrible, I mean, heartbreaking challenge while I was in graduate school. And they said, your mother, I was in Lubbock, Texas, going to the university there, graduate school. And I got in the news that my mother was, they found bone cancer had spread all, all through her body. And she was suffering. So she was praying. She could go home, but she wanted to see me. And it's one of those times that I depleted all my, whatever funds I had, I, and I felt so bad. I couldn't see my mother in her last weeks. And I went to bed broken, crying. And in the night, I found myself looking down at myself and I was singing in tongues. I had never been around that, let alone. I don't know how, nobody taught me but I had my hands together and I was singing in tongues and the Lord soaked me in the spirit. I couldn't, that kind of electricity that filled me, hard to describe, but it, I was just like a container. I couldn't contain the joy, the wisdom, the love, above all love, 
that soaked into me. And to summarize some of the story, I got the news. I mean, among the next day, the Lord said, pray for your mother. And I was still, and it'll be the Holy Spirit will all the rest of your life will start. He's the teacher and he'll educate you. If you have a question, ask the Lord and he will either supernaturally give you the answer or he'll send someone with the answer. But for me, he said, why don't you pray for your mother? And I was way back in the past. I was a debater, trained debater in university. I started arguing with him, thinking how clever I am that I could debate the Lord and give him reasons why it wouldn't happen. And then (laughs) he shut me up by saying, you pray, I am the healer. And that shut me up real good. And so I prayed. And a few days later, I got the registered mail from London saying they tested your mother in every test. It said there is no cancer anywhere. Cancer is gone. Yeah. And thank you, Lord. In the meantime, then, thank God he allowed me to see her. I led her to the Lord, and she lived, after that prayer, she lived 26 more years and enjoyed praying every day and loved Jesus like few people I've seen. And I realized it was an adjunct, an overflow from the Holy Spirit coming and God becoming more real. And may each of us I've had that experience of the Holy Spirit. This is the birthday where the church emerges as a vessel, the unique, the supreme vessel on earth, filled with the third person of the Godhead. Thank you, God. And we want to honor and give thanks and praise to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as we are sharing, even this morning, so glad we have the privilege of meeting together. And may we, from person to person, may each of us just be soaking in the glory, be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And doesn't matter right now that we can't lay hands on each other. We're going to whoosh each other (laughs) and say, may the glory come on you. May the glory come on your children. And uh, thank you, Lord. You don't even hesitate if they're in another country. We have seen so many cases where we pray in one country and the Lord fills in the same hour. Yeah that child or that daughter or son who has gone to college, the Lord is full 
of the glory of the Lord. And this example that Bonnie read from 2 Chronicles 7, where Solomon prays and the glory falls. Know that, I believe that this is an important time for us to recommit as never before. We have lived many years serving the Lord, most of you have, and yet seldom have we Mm. seen a year with these two and a half months that we have experienced, or three months, are unique with this virus. There are some other junior questions like, who framed this virus? Was it man-made or was it designed in the lab? What, What happened? What's behind it? I just say, every knee bows. Amen. And every tongue confesses. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Yes. May you be empowered. We're going to, in a few moments, take communion together. Uh, So get ready. For those of you watching on the World Wide Web, we're so glad you joined us. We are praying the Lord's anointing will touch you. Um, But as you set aside some wine or grape juice and some bread, be ready also to minister. Let's minister to the Lord with our tithes and offerings. The numbers are there on the screen that will tell you how to give by. Uh, give, give dot allnationschurch.org. Uh, sorry, dot U.S. Give dot allnationschurch.us. And they can give by credit card. Amen, Lord. And it says again and again about the coming of the Holy Spirit, calling this event the promise of the Father. Amen. The promise of the Father. And it says this promise. Say this promise. Realize it's not a thing. It's not a statement. It's a person. The coming of the person of God, the sovereign Lord, Jesus said, is upon us. He has anointed me. Can we say that together? He has anointed me. He has anointed me. To proclaim good news. Yeah. He has anointed me to proclaim good news. And it says, this promise is for you and for your children. Amen. Even those who are far off. Amen. And all those who are far off. And so today... As we join with multiple, multiple millions of believers across the surface of the earth that are celebrating this day and recognizing 
the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon people in the earth. Those who have received the Lord Jesus in supernatural fire and power with signs and wonders, anointing each one. The tongues of fire came down on each one. Say each one. Each one. Look at the person you're sitting with or look to the neighbor across the way there. And just see them for a moment with that flame of fire resting on their head. It was literally that pillar of fire that Israel had followed all of the wandering in the wilderness. That same literal fire they saw come down and fill Solomon's temple. Suddenly they're sitting in a place just like this and there's a sound of a wind and over every person the Shekinah glory was seen was manifest so look around and see with the eyes of the spirit the reality that the sovereign lord is resting on each one who has believed and he said this promise say this promise, this promise. for me and my children and to all those who are far away from god I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so today, the church across the face of the earth is praying together, come Holy Spirit, in this hour, in this era, in this circumstance, in this nation, in this city, in this family. And so today, as we worship, and as we prepare to take communion, and as we give our offerings, which are part of the ministry of priests, sacrifices and offerings. And every time you give, you personally are recognizing that you are a priest of the Lord. And you are saying to him directly, my father, I recognize that you and nothing else and no one else you are my source and supply. And here is my exchange of faith afresh. It's like when Abraham met Melchizedek in the gates of what was to become his city. And he gave an offering. And they shared the covenant meal. And there began the promise that has come down through us through Jesus Christ and is fulfilled individually on this day in the coming of the Spirit. So let's prepare to take communion together. The ark returned and Solomon prayed. He prayed a long prayer of repentance and consecration and rededication, first of all, of the people and of himself and then of the magnificent dwelling place that they had built as a sanctuary. And he said, Lord, when prayer is made from this place, from this day forward, let your eyes be open and your ears hear our prayer and forgive and it says that the glory came in such a way 
that nobody can stand up. And they said, Arise, O Lord. Let your mercy be upon us. And this is our prayer today especially as we come to the divine exchange. That in Jesus Christ, every injustice has been met in a cosmic, supernatural way. And today in this nation, we as priests are coming together around the powerful symbol of this exchange that through his wounds, through his punishment, peace and well-being, healing and justice, consolation and resolution in his forsakenness, in his rejection, in his false judgment and beatings, and ultimately in his murder. God met humanity once and for all. And so today especially, here in this place, Lord, hear our prayer. And in these elements, we as your priests are standing in the gap and making intercession for our cities. In this time of an overflowing once again, of a long history of hurt and pain, of injustice and disparities, of whole family traditions and stories that culminate and come to the surface again through acts of violence and, in fact, most recently, the murder of an African-American man on a street in America. Of all things, by a sin-sick soul that stood behind a noble badge. And so today, we are standing as priests and asking the Lord for a sprinkling of the blood that cleanses. The old priests would go out when there was a murder, and they would go to the place, and they would take the elements, and they would sprinkle the blood and cleanse the land. And it says that they had to do it otherwise the land would literally vomit the people out. And so, priests of God, holy nation, special treasure to the Lord, let us today together as one present the elements in the supernatural realm and pray, Father in heaven, visit us in this hour. Visit our cities. Visit every family. Visit our authorities. Visit our histories. And in Jesus' name, bring your justice and righteousness, 
your mercy and your healing. Pastor Unalinas. And the Lord hearkens to the prayers of his people. I mean, in a generic sense, you can say, yes, he listens to our prayers. But specifically, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, I believe very much it applies for believers. We have a heavenly Father through our faith in Jesus Christ. We have the third person of the Godhead who watches over us and confirms his promises by the power of his name. So I feel like this morning on this, the birthday of the church, he's going to affirm and confirm our prayers. I feel several healings this morning for stage four cancers. So there are people who feel like they have no more, no more provision or no more uh, direction. We just say, look to the Lord. Amen, Lord. And Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. He has given me power. So may that power be loosed. Amen. For all our brothers and sisters who are battling with this COVID-19 or stage four cancers in this area or that, we pray supernatural angelic assistance come. And let's claim for our loved ones, total healing, and people who are crying out to the Lord. We are in agreement with you yes. up there on the web. We speak the name of Jesus over your circumstances. And there is power yes. in the name of Jesus. As the song goes, there is power power, wonder-working power power. in the name of the Lord. And specifically for one of our members, for Ruth Parker, who is in the hospital today, for her, we pray for the healing touch. And everyone, there are some we may not know about. Thank you, Jesus. Please text us. Let us know, and we will be standing with you. Amen, Lord. That is one of our main Commissions. And we really believe. Yeah. And for me, just like a flood, this Pentecost, it's like God has been waiting to do miracles. Thank you, Jesus. So if you hear of some, let us give opportunity to share with each other and really applaud the Lord. Amen, Lord. And realize this that the more we share about his testimony. The more we extol the name of the Lord, the more the electricity shines and uh, the Shekinah glory, as we call it, and the presence comes. Practice the presence, by the way. In these coming days, find how exciting it is 
all the mighty deeds that God is going to be accomplished in the coming days. He has done mighty deeds, he's doing mighty deeds, and he will do mighty deeds in the coming days. So I want you to take the bread with me, if you will. And those of you at home, let's share communion together. I'm holding the bread. And in all communion, this is symbolic. It is so wonderful that we can connect with our Savior. 2,000 years ago, he shared communion. Yes. And we thank you. Thank Lord, you, Lord. That this rep bread represents your body. Yes, Jesus, thank you. And the stripes you took. Yes. They are mentioned in Isaiah 53. Thank By you. your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, our children and grandchildren are healed. By these stripes, my neighborhood is Amen, healed. Amen, Lord. By these stripes. Yes, Jesus. Neighborhoods that have been given up to violence and treachery and Thank you, Jesus. betrayal and darkness. We just say, may the power of the Holy Spirit come. Amen, Lord. And bring life. Yes, Jesus. Where there is death. Yes, Lord. Bring hope. Yes, God. Where there is hopelessness. Bring encouragement. Where there is discouragement. Yes, God. We say the name of the Lord is awesome. And let the name Jehovah Sabbath, the captain of the armies of the living God. May the name of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our banner of victory. Jehovah, the Lord Jireh, who provides. Yes. We extol the name of the Lord. Yes. All these covenant names are in Jesus. We extol the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. That, that even today, infirmity is being bound. That you are healing your people. And we honor you, Lord. Bow before you. We bless this bread. It is for us the body of our Lord Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's Amen. partake. The book of Hebrews says, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to angels arrayed in festal garments, to God the judge, who settles every case with justice, to Jesus, the mediator of this new covenant, to the spirits of the just, all those who have gone before us believing and have taken their rest 
to behold his face. And to the blood that speaks a better word. So this morning, wherever you are, whatever you're facing, and for our nation, and for our leaders, for our people, for our families, for our cities, we declare that the blood of Jesus still speaks and is speaking a better word today for each one. He said, this is my blood, this cup, my blood, the new covenant shed for you, say for me. Let's take together. Amen. And remember that old song. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There's remember, a, the curse is broken. Yes, yes. Whatever curse, major, minor, curse over land, through the blood of Jesus, the curse is broken. We especially wanted today to play an old song that actually was written here in American history. It's an African-American spiritual. In the book of Jeremiah, the people of Israel seem to have an incurable wound. And the prophet and God have an exchange. And the question is asked, is there a bomb in Gilead that can heal this wound? And this song was specifically written to say, yes, there is. And it was written by slaves and those who had a history and were laboring under a yoke that seemed to be incurable. And they said, there is a bomb. You can sense the waves of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. There is a bomb in Gilead. Yeah. I'm so grateful. A certain branches of thinking that makes, directs you to reach inside yourself. But I find that in, in me there is no redeeming feature. It's in Jesus that we can reach. So if you feel inadequate in yourself, welcome to the club. But just as a type, the children of Israel, as they came out of Egypt, it says in the New Testament, they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And it's, this is immersion. And the cloud is the Holy Spirit. And the Red Sea was a type of water baptism that we have. And it's not until we go through these processes. In the same way, uh, it really is a 
great way to be able to understand the process by which you get immersed in the cloud. You get baptized unto Moses in the Old Testament way, but in the New Testament, I'm baptized unto Jesus in the cloud. That's the Holy Spirit and the Red Sea's type of water. But those listening today, I would say that if you've never had that experience, that as an act of obedience, it would be good and an act of faith to say, Pastor, or whoever you're living, wherever you're living, try to get someone who is in measure of leadership and ask them, you invite help someone, say, here's the opportunity, and we'll baptize you in water. At the same time, we renew our baptism in the cloud. That is the baptism of the Spirit. But it is secondarily such a life-changing thing. I'm thinking that you can ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the end of this service. And it is, I remember we had services in certain large cities in Africa yeah. where yeah. one evening more than 50,000 gave their lives to Christ. And there was, those, some of those evenings, there was no way there was any time to lay hands personally on these people. But there was so much in faith and the glory would come. Yes, and, and amazing fill. to just sweep and roll like an invisible cloud and just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people began to speak in tongues and literally shake many of them under the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the same. As that day in that room in Jerusalem, he's the same today right here, right where you are. Divided tongues of fire. It's the word of Psalm 29. The voice of the Lord, and he is speaking to and in and through each one of us today. So we welcome him on this day of Pentecost and say, Amen, Lord. Amen. And that I, if I need to, I'm, there are several times that I, in my life, I felt I read, I'd read certain intervals mm. of knowing I couldn't go further. I had to. Yeah bow down and redefine my life according to the word of God. And yeah. it's, it really made changes in my life. So if you do need to get water baptized, let us know. We'll arrange that. 
Thank you, Lord. For you. Um, I don't know all the uh, different steps we may have to take, but we'll see to it that people get opportunity to be baptized in the cloud and in the sea. And if you're watching from home, or if you're here, you can email the hotline, hotline, All Nations Church. And let us know. We'll make a way. And I believe that some of us who had our experience with the Holy Spirit some years ago, it might not hurt for us to recommit or refresh yourself in that. Read books about it. I used to love to read. One of the things that it'll affect you if you're not tried this is as you say, Lord, just fill me. Might not be a bad idea for us all near the end of today's sharing that we ask, welcome yeah. the Holy Spirit again. Yeah. And uh, say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm in need of a fresh drink after you have gone across a big desert trek. You may need a drink of water. It's like Saul on the road to Damascus <laughs> or Ezekiel in a troubled time in Israel and suddenly he saw the throne of God as it is with the wheel within a wheel, the fiery presence or like Isaiah in a day when suddenly the king died and Israel was left exposed to enemies too great for her. And Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And that day on Saul's journey, and he was a seeker. He was a seeker. Saul was a part of a particular group of the Pharisees who had seen in Ezekiel's experience, Isaiah's experience, when the temple was filled in Solomon's day, that they had seen the glory. And Paul was a part of those Pharisees that were so eager to see and personal encounter the glory of God and they lived their lives where he describes himself as a Hebrew of Hebrews and all the things of saying, I was doing all of these things in order to get the revelation of God personally. And it was very different from, you know, perhaps us today because they understood that if that happened to them personally, they were just as likely to die physically, to be struck dead, just like Uzzah when he touched the ark. But they were so anxious to see the reality of the God, their ancestors and their Bible and their covenants and their whole rituals had served. And it's quite likely 
scholars that have studied Paul's life and the culture and history surrounding that time, that on the road to Damascus, that he was intensely meditating and praying to see the glory of God. And so that light that suddenly appeared didn't occur just in isolation. Paul had been, Saul had been on a long and ardent personal journey for that direct encounter, even if it meant he wouldn't live through it. And then suddenly there on the road, he had that encounter he had been seeking. And the bright light came. Literally knocked him off his donkey, the power of it. And then out of the light spoke. This was the revelation. This was the surprise. Because as far as he knew, all those people calling on that one, believing in that one, calling on that name, were heretics for everything that Saul and all of their ancestors had been seeking for thousands of years and had seen and heard. And out of the light spoke a voice. It says in the book of Acts then, it's really one of the typical glory experiences. With the glory experience, often we can, it's congruent to the Holy Spirit experience. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples. That is not a right spirit. (laughs) He needed deliverance. They went to the high priest, desired him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of of this way, whether they were men and women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So he's full of yuck, anger, and all of that. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. Say, a light from heaven. A light from heaven. And the reason I want want you to connect with that light from heaven. May part of your experience be a light from heaven. Because there are situations I've been in where there was supernatural light that came into my room and shone, and I was vibrating in that glory. And uh, uh, it's, I was praying one time in Brighton, England. Thank you, Jesus. And basically the main speakers were Brother John Wimber and myself. And we had a grand old time together fellowshipping. This was when he was kind of Challenging, Jesus. challenged by his kind of heart condition. And, but we had a great time. And it was, a, it was extreme summer in Brighton, England. And England is so, mo- most of the time is um, huh, quite cool. So when it was an occasion for you get desperate for air conditioning in a lot of buildings, nice buildings. They don't have any air conditioning. 
So I, I, I remember John had asked me to do a, that, that evening's healing service. And there were at least about three, approximately 3,000. And John said, Mash, would you mind, can you lay hands on all, anyone who is hungry? And man, those British were hungry. Uh, just as Af just hungry as Africans. And they wouldn't leave you alone. So by the it was so hot. I was soaking wet. And uh, so my suit was wet. I perspired so much. By the end of the, it deserved about 2.30 in the morning. And I was soaking. I went to my room and I was, I told the Lord, Lord, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Could barely, I kind of took off my wet clothes. And I was about to exchange my uh, clothes <laughs> for the night. And as uh, I'm saying, I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Suddenly the golden glory came in. And I said, Lord, not right now, I'm naked. <laughs> and the waves of glory it just kept on coming. I said, not now, Lord, not. And I went back several steps. The glory descended. And covered you. And woof, slayed me in the spirit right on the rug, totally naked. He, I, the Lord, the Lord I had was, seen you that way before. I mean, I think yeah, you originally appeared that way. Yeah, probably part of him said, I didn't know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> he knew every bit of you. So you don't Suddenly get, a light. Yeah. Shone around him. And from heaven. <laughs> he knew how much I needed yeah. A refreshing Amen. touch. And it just Amen. zoomed over me and yeah. I was slain in the spirit there. And the glory came. But I'll never yes. forget. But it doesn't matter what kind of condition. He knows Thank you. you and just let him be welcome and bless you and build you up. He'll come at the most unexpected times. And expect that. Yeah. And and yeah. glorify him, his wonderful, loving self. You belong to him. And never be afraid in that context. I had, have, I had several of these kind of experiences <laughs> that wasn't defined by me, but by his presence. And, but several times it happened, and then uh, suddenly, this was 19 years ago, they found again in England, that I had, the uh, enemy had attacked me and I had my, oh well, however it was, but my element, my digestion, digestive uh, area was twisted and the doctors came. <laughs> they were really good, great doctors. And, uh, and they had read all your books. Well, Which you didn't know at that time. I didn't know. And then so... <laughs> you can imagine. There were the doctors 
said, we got to go in and do surgery on you. I didn't want to. I wanted to come home and then do the surgery. I said, how long can you wait? I, I would prefer the surgery to be happen. I will, I'll be going home after this. I've done my, all my commitment. And the doctor <laughs> grinned at me and said, in, uh, you really in will about be going home. 48 hours, <laughs> you, like you will be dead. <laughs> so I said, okay, I feel led. You just go in <laughs> and do the surgery. And uh, then the chief head doctor went away. And all four, there were four other surgeons. They stayed, took my arm. Two of them took one arm, the other. And they said, Pastor Mahesh, we have read all your books. Will you lay hands on us? <laughs> and I was, I was in pain, uh, anesthesia. I said, come over here. <laughs> but yeah, it's in him. that experience, in that experience, and they forgot to attach the anesthesia tube to the anesthesia. So they thought I was getting anesthesia, and I was getting nothing. So I woke up in agony after the surgery. And I said, oh, Jesus, because I was in pain. And he said, I'm here. Turn left. And I looked around. There he was standing. Come on. And instant joy filled me completely. Jesus. And I did Lord. not need one spot of anesthesia. Hallelujah. He was there. Thank and you, Lord. And overcomes Thank you, everything. Lord. It was Thank you, Lord. Amazing. And in that, the joy of the Lord came. And part of it was just a, a truth impartation. I knew that if I died, I would be with him right there. And I had no need to ever be afraid. Now, I wanted to convey that part of the realness of the Holy Spirit. He makes your relationship with Jesus so real. Thank you. And part of it, I pray, if I can impart something extra, it'll be no fear of death. Don't you ever, if you believe in the Lord, don't you ever be afraid of death. Because that is just a wonderful pleasant journey to be with him and there is nothing more delightful than being with Jesus so it says well, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered but when you call on the name of the Lord his presence will be with you Amen. in critical times in crisis times my one thing right now that I'm getting impressed by is no fear Amen. no fear Amen. no fear ever Amen. May you be as anointed, Amen. fierce, brave, lions and lioness. Thank you, Lord. And absent in the body, present yes. with the Lord. That's part of the gifting Amen. and impartation of the Holy Spirit. He's your companion all the days of your life. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So, let's just... Since you are sitting next to your neighbor, wherever you are, you can kind of hold each other's hands. If Thank you, Lord. You feel at ease. And I'm just praying 
Amen. We'll ask Bonnie to pray also. Yes. That may you get fresh energy. Yes. Fresh Jesus. insight. Yes. Fresh Lord. revelation. Yes. Of the Holy Spirit on the birthday of the church. Thank you, Jesus. On the day of Pentecost. May each of us, let's raise our hand. Well, one, you, one hand may be holding your neighbor. Thank whichever. you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Fill us afresh, Lord. Suddenly, we do pray, show us your glory. We do pray, come, Holy Spirit. Renew each one of us today. Fill us to overflowing today. We receive the Spirit of the Lord is on us. He has smeared us with thick oil for the priests. He has given us an anointed tongue to proclaim a word that anyone with any background in any scenario can hear and be touched in their heart and respond. He has smeared us with thick oil to heal the brokenhearted and to set free those who are oppressed. And so today, God in a suddenly, we ask and receive, come promise of the Father on us and on our children. In Jesus' name, baptize us afresh in the cloud. Amen. Amen.